the injudicious ramblings of Andre and Gary. I'm not going to stand and say hello. I'm just going to start talking about these Crocs. Okay, well, you talk about the Crocs. Listen, so. a wonderful blend of rubber on top of rubber with holes in the rubber. But yeah, you feel as if you could step into a pool of water. Or get surprised by well, a you shower. Well, you need to because they're disgusting. Yeah, they are disgusting. And they do start stinking up after a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. Although There's going to be always... a landfill for the, full of those things. In fact, you could probably make an entire... How many of those have been sold? You can probably make an entire road, like, uh, from New York to... Brings new um, meaning to where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> I have not thought about the biodegradability of these. These things will survive... Many Longer amount, than dinosaur bones. Many amounts, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to stop wearing them. <laughs> yeah, but your claim that those slip ones that you have there yeah. were, um, you know, when you've been wearing Crocs before. They're you know, pre-Crocs. No, no. They're pre-Crocs. They are pre-Crocs in that, yes, I'm loafers. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they are Crocs. I said they're the same idea as Crocs. No, yeah, and that's the claim I'm disputing. Loafers, you, you claim that you're the forefront of the of the yes you know those are loafers yes. which I was wearing shit like this before it's cool <laughs> these aren't quite loafers because loafer, loafers look professionals I mean because you can wear those to, well these, casual slip-ons yeah you're People. business casual I wore these to work and then I was harassed by by my uh, one of the sales managers and then like three <laughs> weeks later he's like comes walking in and I'm like what the hell you do? You harassed me about it. He's like, yeah, man, they're freaking comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know they are. But can you wear them without socks? No. You see, right. And and therein lies the disparity between Crocs <laughs> and um, Well, I mean, no you clothes. can wear them without socks. No, no. You, no, you, you, need, no you, you have to be able to revel in wearing... <laughs> that's... In revel in wearing the footwear with the old socks. That's, that's what separates Crocs from anything else, though. You can put them on... And just you know, and if you feel as if you can go camping, or you can walk through a campus, you know, and play hacky sack, covers everything. Those loafers they are only fit for um, and only you can't even wear socks with those loafers as much as you have to wear dress socks. Yeah, you have to wear thin. That's the whole point. Dress socks. You don't have yeah. to wear thin dress socks. You, you don't, wear thick dress socks, really. Well, that would just be silly. <laughs> but it, so how you doing, Andrew? I'm I'm alright. I want to tell you... Is it Andre or Andre? <laughs> I wouldn't even dignify... Let me ask you this. Is it Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand? How about pretentious bitch? That's what I'm going to lead into. <laughs> uh, this is what I want to start... How about pretentious will... bitch who uh, somehow, by writing fiction... <laughs> Has Republicans loving her for her economic policies? But, okay, okay. Let me, let me, let me. First thing, that's what I thought. But she also, Ayn Rand, also did have um, a philosophy, which was called. It is actually named objectivism, and it's described as a philosophy for living on Earth, which is the stupidest. Oh, <laughs> as opposed. To, <laughs> Well, damn, I was going to take it to the moon, but apparently it's nope, not good nope, enough for the moon. Nope, nope, much like those crocs. <laughs> terrestrial bombed. <laughs> okay, so, listen, though, no, because I was reading about, I, I keep seeing these, um, the Republicans and people of that ilk 
worshipping um, Ayn Rand and worshipping at the Church of Ayn yeah. Rand. I think it's Ayn. We'll call her Ayn. Ayn. So I just went and looked it up. What does she stand for? Okay. So well, she, not for much because she's dead. <laughs> which uh, isn't she? Yeah, she is dead. She died okay. a few about twenty years ago, which um, I quite support. Not a fan of death normally. In her case, yeah. <laughs> let, okay, let me lead into it. First thing, list of the people of the Republicans who su- uh, um, support Ayn Rand. <laughs> and the thing is, most of them are also big, and in fact, all of them. Because don't you have to be a, Republic, a Christian to be a Republican? No, you doesn't have go, to be. Doesn't go hand in there hand. There are atheist Republicans. Hmm. Not many of them, but there are. Hmm. All right. Fox News recently promoted the released movie version of Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah. These are people who support Ayn Rand. Rush Limbaugh calls Ayn Rand the brilliant writer novelist. Senator Ron Johnson. <laughs> Ron Johnson? Yes. Yeah, Scott Ryan's <laughs> GOP colleague from Wisconsin calls Atlas Shrugged his foundational book. Which really should be the Bible. At least George Bush said... You know, remember when George W. Bush when they asked him who was his favorite philosopher? And Jesus. Yes! It shouldn't that be as a Christian? Shouldn't it shouldn't be Bible or Bible adjacent? You know, I'll go go Moses, go yeah. Solomon, somebody like that. Or but, God, God's a good philosopher, right? Not uh, much of one, really. He's like, follow me, uh, follow me, or die. <laughs> not, but really that's his philosophy. Much, yeah, not much for living like, in this universe. <laughs> that's God's philosophy. It's a hell of a philosophy. So, yeah, Clarence Thomas, um, Supreme Court Justice, requires his law clerks to watch the Fountainhead and has said, I tend rarely to be partial to Ayn Rand. And, of course, Paul Ryan says Ayn Rand is the reason he entered politics. And he requires all staff and interns to read her books. Says Ryan, Ayn Rand did more than anyone else. No, Ayn Rand more than anyone else did a fantastic job of explaining the morality of capitalism, the morality of individualism. I, um, is there a morality? Is this capitalism have a morality? Well, wait a minute. How the, can you be a Christian and be an individualist? Morality of, of individualism. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And this is a, this, this, and this is a, leads up to another thing. I really did spend time this week researching. I actually went to like three different versions of Wikipedia. To find out about Ayn Rand. Wow. So, wait, research. Three different versions well, of Wikipedia. I went through different, not versions, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say versions, I mean, I went through different pages, Wikipedia pages, to link all of this together. Did you look it up on Conservapedia? Is there. Oh, we need to go look at that. You know what? In fact, we before should, you start, let's just do that right now. Every single thing we do. Yes. Should be, um, we should actually look up on Conservapedia. So let's, let's, let's look it up real quick, and then we'll, we'll start on this. Hold on. Turn the page. Okay, yeah, so you're yeah, commenting so, on how Rand's belief contradicts Christianity, right? So, uh, let me just... Being that she was an atheist, um, that does contradict... Just a little. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> but, but the philosophy of, much of objectivism, or not objectivism, but um, her economic policy uh, as, uh, as of the individual yeah. is quite against uh, Christianity. But it is also... Well, not new Christianity, which is all about the individual. Yes, I get this neo, uh, this neo-Christianity. You know what? I have not heard anybody... We should coin that. Have you ever heard anybody say neo-Christianity? Mm-hmm. Because, so, you know, it wasn't Jesus for the poor and the weak and this place. But yeah, neo-Christianity much. is about the rich and individualism and not being taxed and not... 
Yeah. Let's but and, and Jesus gave free health care. <laughs> but he didn't like to do it. He was pretty pissed off when he had to do it. Yeah, when that woman touched the touched yeah, his yeah. garment, he like, Yeah, he got he got really mad having to heal the lepers and stuff. <laughs> kind of annoying. They should have paid him. Should have had their own insurance. Anyway, continue with your Ayn Rand. Okay, I have a lot to say about it, but I'm just going to jump in and list um, <clears throat> a few things apparently that Ayn Rand didn't, be- didn't believe um, or approve of. One was religion. She didn't, I don't, she didn't approve of religion. She said she had no faith at all. She also said she was against God. And then she also said love only those who deserve it. She also said there is no reason I should be my brother's keeper and I promote an ethic of selfishness. Now, what I'm saying here is just let, just let me link this before you jump in with um, the stuff you got of the conserver. What do you call it? Conservapedia. Conservapedia. It's like Wikipedia, only wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time, just mostly. Just like conservatism. Is However, that- I would like to say... Because you're you're looking for your thing, um, since a whole bunch of politicians are following in her, you know, her economics policy, according to Conservapedia, uh-huh. uh, Ayn Rand attracted the following based on her opposition to collectivism, as art- articulated in her novels, particularly Atlas Shrugged, which is apparently a favorite of a lot of the politicians. Her followers today tend to be libertarians and predominantly unmarried men many of whom are drawn to the self-indulgent lifestyle consistent with Rand's philosophy. These are the people, according to Conservapedia, that are following, that are conservative Republicans. But of course, they they deny that portion of her philosophy, I'm sure, except that they're into individualism. So, quite frankly, um, they are hypocrites of the sorriest kind. Yeah, I... Otherwise known as Christians. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You can either be, and this is the point, because there's a series on, on this, um, on several of those um, websites, like Truth Out and stuff like that. Um, I just want, the, the, what the whole thing was, you can either claim to be a follower of Rand, or you can be a Christian. But you cannot be both. Well, you cannot be both. Apparently, you can be a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it is? So the, when you meld a Christian and a follower of Ayn Rand, you get a Republican. Uh, I guess so. Right? And you can Although s- libertarians also follow Ayn Rand, so and they're sort of they're they're sort of like Republicans in a way. Yeah. Less yeah. warlike. <laughs> to their detriment. Yeah. Listen. So like that's that's why you can see in Congressman Ryan's plan um, the part of us. The, the path to prosperity. <laughs> I you said platypus. Right? <laughs> the platypus. The platypus of prosperity. Gary, this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> so, ask it. Like, so, yeah. So, they said it's truly the path to prosperity because it asks no sacrifice from the upper income earners. In fact, it lowers the top federal tax rate from 35% to 25%. But the rest of us who watch Social Security go from being a secure old age insurance plan to being a Wall Street crapshoot, while Medicare gets eviscerated by replacing direct payments with an ineffective voucher program topping off at $15,000. Now that's true. Yeah, can you imagine this? What old, what old person you know <laughs> spends $15,000 alone a year 
on health care. On health care? It depends on how sick they it's are. It's amazing. I, I, but you give the person a voucher of $15,000, and while they are rheumatoid, arthritic, <laughs> half blind, yeah, you go and shop with this $15,000 voucher <laughs> and go while you're in the hospital bed. You know, yeah. you get the internet there. Or send a get grandchild out, and you go and have these insurance companies compete for your. <laughs> How does that work? How does that work? Like, why does it what? appears to work for Geico? <laughs> <laughs> what? For... <laughs> so apparently, look, that I don't true. know. That but the, the, the problem with depending on the marketplace is you get things like um, collusion between. The companies to no, to price fix that, that would never happen. Those no, companies you're probably right. Never, Computers, never. after all, uh, CDs, short shrift. CDs. I remember uh, CDs were supposed to go down to like two or three dollars each, but they've maintained a ten dollar price. <laughs> Even MP3s, which don't require, you know, you have to provide the the the, anyway. the housing and, and and the storage and yeah. everything. But yeah, but it, it, but I think it will work with um with healthcare though. And, and the thing is, though, you know what is fantastic is that it actually, the competition, it really does work for things that you need. You ever found that? Things they don't really need, competition doesn't really work for it. But things that you need, like healthcare, you need to live. So, therefore, these insurance companies will come together and they will compete against each other for your money and lower the rates effectively. Telling that you're just that's, stupid. That's, that's that's what's happened. It's stupid. The, the actually the things that you don't, the things that you do need are the things least likely to be affected by competition. Yeah. When people know you need water, that is when you start carving up little fiefdoms and you're like, you know what? Rather than us compete here, I'm just gonna give you that quarter of America. Right. You take that quarter. You take the state. That yeah, was part what of a James Bond film. About? Recently. But yeah, this is what happens with, with you know, with Ayn Rand. Um, according to Rand, right, society is divided into two classes, those who produce and those who don't, which is, so the producers are like the titans of capitalism, and the non-producers are the rest of us. Right, so, well, the, the problem with those two categories is you <laughs> is you get people who are necessary but don't produce. Doctors, for example, speaking about healthcare, they don't really produce anything. People on Wall Street don't produce anything. When you when you just right. continue redistributing right. capital, the only and people are producing are, are the manufacturers. Uh, yeah. By and now they may be using a broader definition of produce, but um, engineers, you know, they design, but they don't necessarily produce. But but I, I guess. <laughs> And, uh, well, and so let me read more into it. So, I guess so. It's, it's a contest between moochers and producers, with a small group making up the producers, generally composed of the spectacularly wealthy and titans of industry. The moochers were more or less everyone else who labor as drones in the corporate beehive. So you would think that she meant by moochers like people on welfare and the poor. No, no, she does. She means everybody right. else but the fabulously wealthy. Right. Which is amazing. That's nice. Right, the, hero, the heroes in Amran's novels commit borderline rape, blow up buildings, and dynamite oil fields. Actions which Rand portrays as admirable and virtuous fulfillments of a character's personal will and desires as superhumans. Ordinary people are worthless, according to Rand, and must accept the will of their superiors. 
Her early diaries as a child, as a young girl, gushed with admiration for people like William Hickman, a serial killer who raped and murdered a young girl. Um, ostensibly, he murdered several more people because just you, that would make him a serial killer, yeah. <laughs> Unless he murdered the same young girl over and over, probably emotionally first, yeah. and the dreams. You know, maybe that's what he did. Uh, and Rand admired him because he showed no regard for the necessity, meaning, or importance of other people. So she likes sociopaths or yes. psychopaths. For good measure, Rand denigrated Native Americans as savages, going so far as to say that they had no rights and Europeans were right to take North American lands by force. What? Well, what? They, they, they have the power. One thing I like about this bird... They're producing lots of babies. <laughs> I like this bird, though. Because... <laughs> She, you know what? At least I shouldn't be disliking Anne Rand because she just she believed in what she said. Apparently, she's almost like a nihilist. Apart from the fact that um, it is um, rumored, and by rumor I mean I just read it on one website. <laughs> I didn't have time to go and research it. Well, not the willpower, but actually at the end of her life, I think she was afflicted with some disease, and she was indeed living on social security. Or taking advantage oh, of I hope her. that's true. Of, yeah, seriously, she was taking advantage <clears throat> of Medicare or something like that at, at the end of her life. So she was <laughs> a hypocrite, <laughs> a huge freaking hypocrite. She, on a television interview, she told Mike Wallace in 1953 that altruism was evil, selfishness is a virtue, and anyone who succumbs to weakness and frailty is unworthy of love. I need to remember those, so the next time someone says Ayn Rand and says Christianity, uh, I'll have to tell them that altruism is evil. But this is what we, the, but, but despite that being basic, the basic human condition is altruism. All that is, and that's that's a hell of an uh, an assertion I've just made. No, but, no, I agree with you. That is what is human. It, that's that, that's why we have society. What separates you from an animal? But I, I don't well, think anything separates us from animals. Yeah, it, that doesn't at all. But I was, but I would say altruism would be the closest. Divider. Would, 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 Conscious would, altruism. Would it be the biggest divider? Would be altruism. That would yeah. what would be sep- what would separate what separates me from a herd of elephants or a, a lion? And I would take care of the pride. You know, you take care of the lions in your yeah. pride until the two week. To the, and then you discard. Then then if you're doing that, I might as well be a lion. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what separates you. you. You may as well be <laughs> what a lot of people would call filthy animals. I'm not an animal. Well, if you follow that philosophy, yeah, yeah, you are. And I just want to say, yes, Republicans and Paul Ryan and everyone else. So when they when they lay out their their their, um, their proposals for the budgets, and it sounds like if they when they cut all these programs that benefit the poor in society, it sounds like it's an accident. It is not. No, no, of course it's not. That's they why purposely go after them. That's why Newt Gingrich is right when he said it's a white right wing, what right wing social engineering. Yes. Whereupon <laughs> he lost. Whereupon he is chance. not going to be president at all. Boo hoo! <clears throat> shed a tear for. So that's me on Ayn Rand. Sadly, I think I will shed a tear for Newt Gingrich because. <laughs> He's he's not the extremist anymore. Apparently so, right? Moving Strange. on from Ayn Rand to this loon, Herman Cain. I don't know who Herman, Herman Cain is. Herman Cain is a gentleman who is running for um, president. Um, oh, is he the uh, uh, Godfather's side? pizza guy? Yes, he's a man of darker hue. And he apparently <laughs> is running for... <laughs> he said some pretty nasty things recently, didn't he? Herman Cain is amazing. He is. I love. I love. I don't know. 
it seems to me that if you're black, if you're a woman, if you're Muslim, if you're gay, you should not be a Republican. Which leaves of oh, if you're poor, because they seem to be attacking. You know? So it seems to me, it leaves me feel kind of narrow. You have to be a rich white man. It can't be oh, you have to be over fifty-five because right. if you're under fifty-five, Medicare. They're going to cut your Medicare. Right. <laughs> so a rich white male over 55? We'll, we'll say 50 because it's going to take a while for the cuts to come in account. Okay. No, right. So, okay. No, no, no. Because 55 was their dividing line. That's the line that they said. Okay. That they proposed. Was if you're under 55. Things for people 55 and over, things remain the same. Under 55. Things are going to change. Subject to change. Right, so anybody who comes from any of those other groups, you know, I don't, you know, to me it seems that you're getting the short shrift from the Republican Party. But um, Herman Cain, you know, said, "Listen, I'm not African American." He said, "I'm American. I'm black. I'm conservative, but I don't use African American because I'm American. I understand that. That's good. I find it's cool, right? That was actually, but that was the only sensible thing he said from then on, though." Yeah, defining yourself by your country just doesn't make too much sense. Yeah, no, no, but I say, but that was the only sensible thing that he said. <laughs> yes. I, I do agree with that. You know, I would, you know, yeah, he's an American, he's not African American, he's American. However, he went on to draw a contrast between himself and the president, who he described, and that's why he made. I think he was he's making a distinction between the African and African American. This the president who he described as more of an international. <laughs> Oh, heaven forbid that happened. Yeah, he was more of an international. Before so in suggested. Words, in other words, a, a more rounded person. No, I don't think he <laughs> meant by no. What he meant by more of an international, he went on to say was that he was raised in Kenya. Okay, yes. that's this is recent fact. Yes, this is <laughs> in an interview with the uh, with the Atlantic. Earlier this year, Kane was asked whether he believes Obama was born in the United States, and he says, "I have no idea." <laughs> so oh, fuck. Kelly, okay. I love I love listen, I love the Republicans that are able, you know, to take But okay. I guess yeah, you have to appeal you have to appeal to the base though. And in base actually is an appropriate term because it does have two uh, well, it has more than two meanings, but I think the yeah. base <laughs> as in the base personality um, and then, you know, uh, yeah. Gary, listen, Herman Cain is black. Herman Cain, to win the um, Republican primary, he has a lot of work to do. He has, he to has a shitload of really work far out there to get going. Though. Well, right? maybe he'll win because, you know, then the Republicans can show that they're not racist. Yep. <laughs> that, that, I actually think, let's put one black up against another black. Yeah. That and it, that would be interesting. No, and seriously, and I would think that Republicans would think so because that's exactly how... None, and they put Palin or yeah. Bachman in as vice president. The, the, that's how the I'm not racist, and let me prove I'm not racist because I have a friend who is Muslim or right, right. whatever. That's that kind of thing, you, you know. I have lots of gay friends. Yeah, no, that, that no, kind of naked. That's the kind of <laughs> naked, um, sort of simple-minded um, thing that it would subject the American populace to. Yeah. You know what? Let's put another black person up against him. Right, but then, but then, but then, if they don't, if they don't vote for him, they'll say, "I'm not racist, but <laughs> I sure as hell ain't gonna vote for a black man or president." Oh, I'm not racist though. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you are. 
Yeah, no, you're a bigot. Uh, I I did it. Uh, what was that? Glenn Cave. Glenn. Um, what's his name? Glenn Gek. I, I Gek. Glenn Gen. I have Glenn Glenn Gek. <laughs> he has been so far on the um the news that I I can't remember his name. But he, I did hear the other day. Play man. What did, he said something. Oh, when because Herman Cain was the one who said um he wouldn't hire a black Muslim. Yeah, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't, hire, Muslim, he wouldn't so hire a Muslim. A Muslim yeah. to his gov. His um, cabinet or whatever. Right. And he would have to swear, even even if he swore a loyalty oath. And he's not the only one who said that. No, no, it was a bunch of them. Yeah. And they said, yeah, they they, they would they would they would require an oath. <laughs> who went to tell any issue? Yeah. It's like uh, okay, um, one of the but gen- that that basically comes down to, uh, Congress shall not. Well, okay, it's not Congress. But you shouldn't. We you can't have a. You can't discriminate on the basis of religion. Right. You but but you also can't have a religious test for office, and that's exactly what they're okay. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Effectively, what they're saying. But with them, to them, it's not a religious test, though. No, it no, no. It's it's a it's a, it's a it's a United States American test. Yeah, it's a, it's a test of how American are you? Because no, so there's no a, there's no a in, in American. American. <laughs> it's a nice pronunciation. You see it a lot of time. Yeah, well, it saves yeah. you a syllable, doesn't it? Look how fair. That, fa- that means you can save up all of those syllables, and as you die, you can go, uh, uh. It's good. It's cons. Although, saving yeah, syllables is, is cons. That's, being, that's conservation, though. It is. So, it is very conservative. It's, it's not conservative, but so, it's conservation. So they, they, should, they should just say merkin. <laughs> What are you? Are you a merkin? Oh, no. I just get it down to Ken. Ken. There you go. Then then we can all move to West Virginia and have sex with our sisters. Can't wait. I've <laughs> had my sister for years. <laughs> who's getting screwed by Ohio's budget cuts? Ohio? Yeah, let me tell you who's getting screwed. Well, okay. Too. Widely unpopular. Repo- let me tell you, guy, because apparently you don't know any of this stuff. I, I, I this, this, this past week, I haven't paid much attention to Ohio anything. Ohio is working. one of the American states. How many do you, the American states? How many do you have? Is it fifty-one? Is it fifty or fifty-one? It's fifty, and then there's Puerto Rico. It's <laughs> Hawaii. So Hawaii. Hawaii is a state. And yes. Kenya is which one? Number. Uh, Kenya will be thirty. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay, Canada, yeah. We we, we uh, yeah. Uh, Canada's not a state. Actually, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya is. Yeah, Kenya. Kenya. Oh. Kenya was the twelfth. Twelfth okay. state. Okay, one Canada, one. But Canada was part of the United States, and they seceded. Oh, much like we hope to do in Texas. Right. And in well, Mexico as well. Awesome. And then we might lose Alaska. Of course, they have a big uh, secession thing going on. Yeah. There. Well, they, they. No, they. Alaska has to be because Palin's from. You can't have a an Alaskan. If she wasn't, do I, I don't even know what I'm talking about I, right now. Yeah. Oh, I point out to you what Alaska is that Palin's husband was a big secessionist apparently. So hey, was, yeah, a, yeah. was a member of the Alaskan. Which, which is party. great for someone running for president. <laughs> 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 Can we leave now? Listen, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> so she she Sorry. just released. I love this. Freedom of Information Act. 
had her release all, her all of her emails. I, I find that to be ridiculous, though. Well, what's ridiculous is they couldn't figure out how to put the damn things on the DVD, so they printed it all up. 24,000 pages. 24,199 pages of emails. And they printed them all out because the morons couldn't figure out how to move them over and put them on DVD. Well, of course they could have. But I think the printing was just to make it more difficult because well, oh, yeah, then yeah. you have to scan it. I, right. you know, it's, I would think, right, so yeah. you couldn't immediately search. Yeah, yeah, you have to scan yeah. and, and hope that your uh, character recognition yeah. software. So that was kind of canny of them. I think that was pretty canny. But yeah, let me tell you about... Canny, maybe. Um, Ohio Governor, Ohio Governor, John Kasich, right? Kasich. He oh, wants yeah, yeah. to cut $8 billion. $8 billion. Yeah, right? For, so, from, a, from a state budget? Yeah, <laughs> right. Good gracious. Well, granted, we we cut four billion, but we're we're Texas. <laughs> Democratic representatives say that the budget balances. Oh, the budget is balanced in the back of the middle class. Now, one of course, before we go to go into cuts, just like the Earth is balanced on the backs of, of four, four elephants. Yeah. Is it four elephants? It's four elephants on, on the back of a tortoise. Yeah. These people know nothing. About I these know speakers. it's turtles all the way down too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so K- Kasich, which is like Casey Kasem, but not. However, what he does, wh- wh- one of his hits, though, is that provision, it gets rid of the estate tax, which applies to okay. only the top 8% of estates. And another would enact income tax cuts that return way more money to Ohio's top earners. So we have to start off there. You need to give some to somebody first. It can't just. How are they going to fix the roads? Listen, you need to give <laughs> money to Ohio. We'll stop with us. You need to give them some tax cuts. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about this. It's a trickle-down theory. Yeah, so let's throw it in there. Uh, listen, Gary, I'm a billionaire, and I want to use the roads. Let's say I want to go to Walmart and shop. Well, you build your own I'll, I'll fix it, and then people use it. So everybody gets a benefit. I wouldn't it. let people use my road. I'd charge them for it. You know, Christian, you sound like a follow-up Ayn Rand. But I would fix the roads if I were a billionaire. And that's how everybody would profit. So, but let, let's see who, let's see the ones who actually are going to lose some in this. Because you know, how do you profit from building a road? You don't. Hmm? You don't. If you built a road as a billionaire, no, I'm saying I won't profit from it. <laughs> yeah, but you said you no. You I'm just saying said that everyone down. would profit. Right, everyone would profit. Oh, everyone. Would, I yeah, see. because that's how <clears throat> trickle down works. I get a tax cut. I'm a billionaire. I get a tax cut. I get enough tax cuts. Um, and then I'm, so you build the road, and, but, then, and you don't charge people to use it. What kind of billion? How how do you be, how do you become a billionaire if you don't charge people don't for everything? Don't argue with me. Argue with trickle down, right? This is see. This is this is why this is why I'm a I'm a gigolo because I charge people for sex because I'm not gonna do it for free. You should just say you should just say <laughs> trickle down, Gary. Let it trickle no, down. No, get because I, I'm not that old. <laughs> I don't have the trickle down problem. <laughs> you should let it. Well, you know. Okay. So, so basically, no one's paying taxes in Ohio anymore. Oh no no! When you say no one, I know the people at the top. Did you hear me say it? W- it applies to only the top eight percent of estates. They get a um, the estate tax gets cut, and then the other thing they would do would be enact income tax cuts that return way more money to Ohio's top earners. I said top earners. That's a good thing. By all means, if you're making about $50,000 a year, or $40,000 a year, you know, of course you're going to get taxed. 
But let's see who who's going to lose out. The state workers, right? State governments are going to lose 50% of their funding by the second year of the plan. Prison <laughs> workers worry that the provision to sell off Ohio's prisons will lead to layoffs. So they're going to privatize the prisons, right? So the budget will cause a loss of about 51,000 state jobs. Now, nice. I, the one thing I never understand, a job is a job, right? Right. Even though... Well, to... Okay. A, yes, private jobs and public jobs and the public jobs, right? Because they're sucking in the teats of the private workers. And they, but in, at, a, at a time like this, when the economy is in a tailspin, cutting public jobs helps us how? I... I just want to ask us. I just want to ask that. How does cutting public jobs help the well, economy? That, well, you don't have to pay them anymore. <laughs> so therefore, you can put it more to what it should be used for, which is whatever it is that government does. Okay. Which is basically governing. Okay. <laughs> All right. You can pay for the governing of the. So the governor makes more money. So you can, they can get a raise. The right. legislature so can, can go better, and they can govern better. Yes. What I have noticed is that there's no one in any in Congress, no one in Senate, no one in any legislative body anywhere has suggested speak, suggested speakers to themselves. Though That's, you don't yeah. see any of the staff, I have not heard of any cutting of any staff of any of the um, congressmen. None. No, but they, but they're hiring more people, so they need more <laughs> money. Uh, so that's course cut an exercise. Yeah, that's that's a that's yeah. a little bit of an hypocrisy side. People who also suffer in Ohio, people who enjoy learning and or teaching stuff. Um, let's put it in a short. That's a round off. They're going to fire ten thousand teachers. Oh yeah, because that's that's good for the future of America. Yes. <sighs> going to see people who go to libraries or people whose houses catch on fire going to suffer because they're going to cut library funding. By five percent, which is on top of a thirty percent cut since two thousand, <laughs> while demand for library services has grown twenty three percent in the same period, because of course, as people suffer and they have no jobs, they need to go to the library to look at their porn. <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> so well, they they shouldn't have any library. They shouldn't be supporting libraries anyway. I mean, it's a, because that's a that's a socialist thing. Which yeah. my dad, who's the head of the library board, doesn't quite understand. But he loves the library. He'd be really pissed if they cut funding to the library. He doesn't seem to be upset about them cutting funding for his granddaughter's education. No. But, you know, that's, but she that's his son's somehow. problem. Right? She got educated somehow. <laughs> yeah. Street that's education. Fine, in the future. <laughs> Plus... She need the, uh, but, she needs but, it, it, but that's okay, because really, because my, my middle brother, he's he's wealthy. So they just, you know, they can p- pay for wherever the hell they want to go. And all the good people are wealthy. Exactly. That's he's right. a good person. All right? I'm not. This is one of my ears. Neither of us are good people. Hero. I have a hero. An Apple Store employee seeks uh, to form a union for the retail staffers. <laughs> and all those little, you know, pristine... White, um, and I don't mean white doesn't. I mean, yeah, we know what you Yeah, the, the so called geniuses. Yeah, but the little whiteness of the store and the little. This, this is kind of creepy, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, these. It's, and, a, it's a little bit too clean. And I'm it's not a little saying, bit 2001. That's what I'm saying. I'm, and I'm saying that because I'm racist. <laughs> I am, but I'm just. I'm just 
Yeah, but he's actually um, Apple has more than thirty thousand retail employees in its three twenty-five stores around the world, and this guy called Corey—I mean Corey Mull—has oh, been working at Apple for four years, still makes fourteen dollars an hour. All right, the minimum wage in San Francisco, which is where he lives, is nine point nine two dollars an hour, which is uh, one of the most expensive cities in the U.S. I don't know yeah. how he lives on fourteen dollars an hour. Um. In San Francisco, probably but has roommates. It's going to form a union. So good um, luck with that. You know, they're not supposed to be against it or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, listen, Corey, you enjoyed that fourteen dollars an hour until um. Well, I remember when I worked for WorldCom, some guy came around and tried to start a union. <laughs> and I wasn't having anything. I didn't want to be in a union. I didn't want to pay somebody else to, to do something I could easily do, go ask for a raise. I can do that myself. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Right? With the same <laughs> level of effectiveness, I would imagine. I, with the exact same. Because your boss... Right. <laughs> your boss should know that you... Listen, as, a, as a, any good manager, right? Who... And as a good manager, especially, who gets a percentage... Um, a percentage of my bonus... Is the amount of money that I keep in my coffers at the end of a year? Of a year, <laughs> of course I want to give my employees raises yeah. and reduce that. You know, of course I want to do that, and I don't need to be forced to give them raises. No, I don't need that. Yeah, and I always figured, you know, you you do a good enough job. It's in engineering, it's it's fairly a meritocracy to a point until you start moving into the managerial type areas where it's not so much a meritocracy. But doing engineering, engineering. Instead of managerial engineering, it's. I mean, you do good. You're gonna. You're gonna move up. Are you being sarcastic? Or are you really serious? No, I'm mostly serious. It, it, that's why engineers work sixty and uh, sixty-five hours a week. That's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need to keep your goddamn job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but you. Know, but they're also that type of personality. A lot of the engineers I knew, and certainly I was. Back then, it's like you you work your ass off to get the job done. I mean, I do it here too. You do, no, but you, you do, my, you do, but you don't. But there's a culture where you you are forced to basically work well, there is that, yeah, yeah. You know, people frown when you leave um, after eight right. hours of work, and, which is wrong. You should work sixty-five thousand, six, hours a week. If you choose to, if you have a project on rush, you know that kind right. of thing, and just not all the time, right? But it's all the time, right? It is all the time, that, and that that's where the problem comes in. I can tell you, in England, <laughs> a lot of the engineers I you know know we didn't, they you don't work, do that. You work yeah, a strict yeah. forty hours a week, yeah. and you go when there's a big project. Of course, you, you pitch it, you know, you pitch your time in, but yeah, well, Worldcom was always a big project, which is how uh, yes, but this is how all these companies <laughs> run, right? Unfortunately, but someday. There won't be a big project, and you'll get to go home and yep. and you get yeah you get yeah you get fired. See the well, we don't have a project for you anymore. <laughs> That's funny Sorry, <laughs> but like and, and talking about unions, onions. Um, not well talking about unions, right? I think. What about unions? Didn't this week, um, Sarah Palin. Explain so, unions? I think she did, yeah. yeah this is what, we, what happens that um, Sarah Palin is everywhere in the media right now. And unfortunately, or unfortunately, <laughs> we, got, I, we got Sarah Palin to, you know, explain certain things to us. Yeah. After we heard her do that, was this, was this, was this in the emails? No. 
This was not in the emails. No, 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 no. no. She didn't explain this to me. This is this is uh, while she was no. running for vice president. No, this is yeah. This is and and because but she did a bang up job of explaining what happened with Paul Revere. And You're right. What yeah, I did, did is like you know I contacted the staff, Sarah Palin staff, and he asked, so listen, Sarah Palin, we're gonna give you some topics at your leisure or leisure. Explain them to us. Yeah, because we we have ins into all these groups. Yes, we do. So, Gary, do you want to read Sarah Palin Explains Unions this week? I will. Because I fear people don't understand me when I read her letters. <laughs> so this this is the response. What I want to ask you is make sure I don't want to hear any G's. Don't pronounce any G's. Any G's? Yeah, like, you know, riding. Don't say riding. Riding. What about progressives? <laughs> Progressive? So, wait, she speaks like... She, she no speaks G's like, at the end of words. You know, you know, Scooby-Doo? Hunting and shooting. <laughs> Sarah Palin explains unions. I wish I could do her voice, but I can't. Oh my god, I would <laughs> okay. probably kill you though. So. <clears throat> unions were formed by lazy people, for lazy, by the progressives and the socialist liberals. Unions have brought this great country to its knees with incessant and unreasonable demands for a living wage, and eight-hour workdays, and vacations, and minimum wage, and that children shouldn't be working. I think it should be that child shouldn't be working. Oh, children shouldn't be working. And people working in factories that make chemicals should give workers hazmat suits. And that people should get pensions, etc. This is socialism at its worst. And this is what our founding fathers like Paul Revere and Davy Crockett fought for. Fought against. My bad. It's what Paul Revere and Davy Crockett fought against. At the Alamo, Paul Bunyan and Johnny Walker said, quote, that we die this day for capitalism and the right to carry guns, end quote. It's and they did. Paul Walker, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. And yeah. Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, yeah. Alamo. So it was, yeah, Paul Bunyan that... and, and Johnny Walker, is, he, he's the one who brought the booze. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I also, it's this, a, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing know Paul that Paul... Paul was a father also. Though. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I, Paul Revere, he's quite an active guy, though. When, it, it disturbs me that they that they lost, that the Alamo lost having Paul saying, Bunyan. That's what I'm saying, with his yeah. axe and babe, and, and then Paul Revere, as a founding father, right, you know, yeah. when apparently went not riding and ringing his bells. That's right. And warned British, he was doing a good job. Warning of, the British that we have guns. Of founding fatherhood. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's good. So continuing, the socialists say that coal mines with union workers have a lower worker death rate than non-union mines. But we need coal because progressives don't want to use nuclear power. So Sarah Palin, just to get it clear, saying there, if I get it clear, people can die in coal mines as long as we get energy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. And 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 it's either one or the other. I they have nuclear power plants or people dying in coal mines. Okay, right. But nuclear energy is bad. And by the way, she spells it N U C U L E A R. Nuclear energy is That's bad. That's how George Bush pronounces it. Well, like the- you know, Republican. Uh, energy is bad because it goes against the very grain of our God-given energy source, oil. Which we get from our North Korean friends and <laughs> Christian, God-fearing Saudi Arabians. 
Oil is God given. Of course it is. <laughs> God gave us oil. Why do you think that we base our economy it, on it? it? <laughs> I think God we trust. And that is true. We do we do like us some oil. That's right. All right, all right, okay, I get that's it, I get it. Now, she can't, she can't drive in Saudi Arabia, but that's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The socialists also restrained the free market by instituting an undemocratic minimum wage, which unions fight for. But as my good pal Michelle Bachman said, quote, if we eliminate the minimum wage, we can eradicate joblessness in one fell swoop. End quote. You betcha. I have a problem with that, though. That's what I mean. Getting rid of the minimum wage? Oh, you've got to get rid of the minimum wage. So then, therefore, I can't can't hire anybody in my studio without paying them eight (laughs) dollars an hour. I I I don't really make that much. So, but even if it didn't, but let's say, so I have to raise my rates, and nobody comes to my studio. Well, and and then, okay, that's true. If you could hire somebody for four dollars an hour, right? I still wouldn't do it. I, I, I basically only get interns because I don't have to pay them. And, and unfortunately, that, in my that ma- way, we really could eliminate the um, unemployment. Right. Unemployment. If everybody were an intern. Right? That's but right. The point I was making about the minimum wage, though, is what Sarah and Michelle are saying, though. If somebody worked for $8 an hour, we can fire that person or slash their salary, slash their wage, and hire two people at $4 an hour. At $4 an And that's going to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, see, so they wouldn't be un- unemployed then. That's right. <laughs> so if you could fire the uh, hire the entire country at a dollar an hour, we could solve the problem. Yep, joblessness is eradicated. Next problem. Like that. Absolutely. Next problem. The just hand of capitalism, or you know what, you could hire one person to do everybody's work at uh, one billion dollars an hour. But then we'd have to tax that person, though. Well, yeah, but he, but no, but no, but then he would be in the upper five percent tax bracket, so he wouldn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> he would just trickle it down on everybody. Trickle down theory, man. Yeah, he just trickle it down. Hello. <laughs> the just hand of capitalism will pay what the market can bear, and the job creators at the top will hire many more people because they can pay more people. Yes. Okay. People say that in a service-oriented economy, when people don't have enough income to buy services, jobs won't be created, but that is pure hogwash, or as you want me to say, hawash, because people can use credit when they have no money. Jobs get created because the rich create jobs with extra income, which they don't have because unions are demanding too much. What they do, or which they do, but don't share, and Jesus loves the sin, but hates the sinners, and sin is what got us to the brink of socialism to begin with. That I love that logic. That doesn't make any sense. I love that logic. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. Well, it does. I mean, the whole Jesus and socialism thing, yeah. but It makes a lot of sense. What, it, it, so people with the money create jobs for people, people money without jobs. money. Yes. You don't create jobs, listen, you don't create jobs by going out to Burger King and having money in your pocket and wanting to go to restaurants. That's, ah. that's not how jobs are created. You create jobs because the restaurants populate themselves. <laughs> right. right? Right. So yeah, if you have if you have ten KFCs, for example, it's not the fact is not that is you don't you don't go to KFC because you have ten dollars in your pocket. You go to KFC because there's a KFC in the corner. Oh, right. That's okay. why you go to KFC because there's a KFC at the corner. Right, and you can always just use your credit card. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They build more KFCs 
you hire more workers and then more people will start going to KFC. Where if you, where, where if you like Popeye is better? Well, you can... You can actually, you can um, what's the word we call? You can exchange KFC for Popeye. Okay, it's so, more so, of a so they're 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 an equivalent specific. they're an equivalent yeah. restaurant. And McDonald's if you wanted to. Okay. And Chili's. Yeah, not so much. And Target. I wouldn't put Chili's in with McDonald's and KFC. Well, you should. Maybe you should, Gary, and that's why. He, that's or why. Target. I mean, Target only sells hot dogs. See, they think they're in the box Pizza. Though, and that's why. Costco. Yeah, Mucha, and you're not a titan <laughs> of industry. <laughs> So, uh, we're almost done with with her response uh, about unions. The teachers and the police and firemen are a drag on the economy and are doing jobs anyone can do, but they're living on lavish $50,000 a year salaries and sweet pensions, which is paid for by private sector workers who rightfully have no unions and no pensions and much smaller salaries and no vacations. And you know what? They're happier, not spending their hard-earned money on outrageous and unfair union fees, which I agree. That was the whole thing about the World Cup. I didn't want that's what I'm saying. A union. That's what I'm Outrageous saying. union fees. Have some fat guy come in and tell me yeah. uh, that I have to give him more because he's working hard for me. Yeah, and I have to have it. And also, if you got fired, you know, somebody's supporting you. You, you, you don't want that. Right. You don't want working. Granted, there. it was Oklahoma, so I, I would have preferred being fired and being able to leave the state. <laughs> you, you don't unfortunately, get, I find a better job. You don't get five, five weeks of vacation. You don't want to get that. Who wants that? No. Look at countries with strong unions like Germany. Sure, they boast lower unemployment rates and have a higher happiness index and have higher salaries and high pensions and vacations and postnatal leave. But what they don't have is freedom and godliness like we have in America, the greatest country on earth. You betcha. And that's Sarah Peter. Yeah. But that's Sarah Peter. She I didn't actually like write the you betcha there on, I, at the oh, end. Oh, you put it in the end? It I sounded did, like yeah. her, though. It yeah. sounded like something she would see. Uh, it is something. She said it, yeah. So I like At least it. once. And Sarah Pilen explains unions. I find this is excellent. It's a good one. Sees where her mind, you know, where her mind is at. Absolutely. All right, so that was Sarah Pilen and her unions. All right, folks. Um, we have a treat for you. Well, that, that Palin thing was pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad that she responded to us. Yeah, she's, listen, she's a good person. She's a good person. I heard she, you know who I heard she isn't responding to? Is that batshit crazy um, lady from... Um, where those bunch of women sit down around the table. The View. The View? Elizabeth Hasselback. You know that right wing, wing nut? You know, on... Any relation to Hasselhoff? No, she's not. <laughs> oh. Please don't. I've never seen, I've never seen oh, The View. Oh, okay. But Elizabeth Hasselback is a little wing job, um, little wing nut on The View. And apparently she and Palin were big friends when Palin was campaigning. Oh, yeah. And then now, since Palin started making millions and became the governor, and uh, stopped being the governor, she no longer responds to um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Oh, that's a that's a shame to see yes. a friendship go. You know, go I hate seeing the Republicans at war with each other. So that's the. But listen, I, I don't know if we have a treat for you as much as um, uh, as an obligation, I suppose. Um, Gary, and this is going to affect you directly because um. We have Senate. I see Senator. Christian do I have to go park his fucking car again? Up. Yeah, um, you do it because I kind of, you know, let me. We're familiar with each other. Um, so you step out there, go and park his car. Um, people, Senator Christian, if you remember him, he was running for the Texas school board. So, um, I think he won, and I'm gonna have an interview with him. This is not a pleasure for me. I just wanna hurry up and Senator. I, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy. Let me I'm so happy to, to return. I'm, I'm glad to see you again. Uh, uh, what, Andy, Andy, <laughs> Roger, Bob. And, 
Andre is my uh, name. Andre. Andre? Yes, yes. Okay. Andre. It's good to see you again. I apologize. Sometimes things just don't work in my Senator, brain. I know you'll be swamped. Um, I understand. Congrats in order. I understand you did indeed. Um, I won. Yes. Yeah. It was bas- it was a landslide victory and uh, true, uh, as they say, and I'm going to use this, a mandate from the people. Senator. Of the people and Senator. for the people. <laughs> Senator. I don't want to introduce um, statistics into this discussion, but you barely squeaked by about 50-odd votes. No, no, no. It was a lot more than 50 votes. I, but there were only 25 people voting. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I mean, there's... Uh, <laughs> Senator, and, and that's where the same number of votes you won by is remarkably the same number of votes... That your wife, who actually works in the controller's office, and she's in charge of recording the votes for that um That's correct. particular yes. election. Apparently, yeah. you had lost the, the 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 race, and then she found she remembered fortuitously that you that she had a uh, fifty odd votes. On a machine that she forgot to add into the um. It, it happens uh, because things get lost on the computer, you know. Yes, that sounds highly um. Suspicious. It, it does. It does sound suspicious. Sure. I assure you that everything is above board with my with my election, my uh, mandate of, by the people and for the people. I, I just find it highly suspicious, and I yeah. and I hope that um, uh, they, look, they, sir, they are, look are you are you method. are you trying to impugn my lady wife with your? Foul slurs. Senator, Senator, let me interrupt you here because I see a stat and a point at me. First thing, this is not the fucking 1800s. Now look, what now, fuck? now wait, wait, before you go any further, <laughs> I, we we will we will not cuss uh, in, in my presence. I, I find it I find it reprehensible. Senator, this, is, this is my podcast, right? And you come here to you, get you, advertisement, right? I will cuss if I want. What I don't like is you pointing your finger at me and. Saying shit like lady wife as if it was the fucking 1800s. She, she is she is my wife and I, she is a lady. <laughs> Senator, let, let me just let me just move on. I just want to make it a point to categorically state that as wasn't a mandate, right? And I am sure they'll be looking into it, right? Well, they can look all they want. They're not going to find anything. Maybe more votes <laughs> for me. <laughs> Senator, that doesn't sound as good as you think it does. That doesn't sound as good. People wanted me. So, 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 what have you been doing now? Have you? I heard you've been busy. Have you? What have you been? Have you been doing on the school board there? Uh, well, I've been doing a lot. I've, I've brought up uh, legislation, uh, trying to get uh, things pushed through. You know, make make a school uh, a better a better place, a uh, safer place for for good God fearing Christian children. Hey, and that, I'm, I'm I'm being non denominational here. I, I mean, understand. any child of God in Jesus. Yeah, it's fine. Even the Muslim children um, of that arm of Christianity. And well, they, yeah, and the Hindu arm of Christianity. Well, yeah, I mean they're all children of Jesus. They're just not allowed to pray with us. Yes, I understand, Senator. I understand. Now, um, Senator, so you said you've been driving through legislation. Uh, yeah, now, yes, that's correct. This is what I want to ask you about, though. You, you did some research. <clears throat> and uh, you certainly seem to have proposed a lot of stuff. Well, uh, I have, I have so many great ideas. You do, you do have a lot of ideas. I don't know if I'm gonna call them great ideas. You have a lot of ideas. Perhaps we should say I have a great many you ideas. Have a- <laughs> so, listen, that was Shakespearean. 
I love how you rearrange that sentence. A, you kept all the words in, but you play. <laughs> but it makes more sense. It fits the situation a lot better. Now let me tell you something. But the school board seems to have beaten every, you know, on every county propose an idea. Well, it seems the, like somebody got in there before you. Well, no, uh, actually, I got there before them, and what they've been doing is pushing me to a corner and taking my ideas and taking them as their own. It's it's very frustrating. I'm not, I'm getting no credit for all of this wonderful legislation but, I've brought uh, brought so to the fore. However, you know what, what I want to say though, it should be more, you know, it should be selfless, and you are pulling together. This is a Republican. I am being board. selfish. It's it's quite obvious that all of this stuff. No, I'm saying it should be selfless. You should be more selfless. Yeah, you are being I, I selfish. I can't possibly be selfless. I, I am myself. How can I be less of who I am? <laughs> that is clearly, and as the whole socialist collectivist. Oh, um, let's not I go into socialism here. Nothing. No, no, no. But you're in socialism because you're working in a school. You're on the school board. No, no. Which is no. what I want to say. Right? So, so I, for, because they've been making these anti-socialist comments, you're on the school board, which is inherently a socialist organization. School, school Be, is not a socialist It is a pooling of resources, right, of community resources, in order for all of us, rich or poor, white or black, Muslim or Christian, to get educated in the same place. No, 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 no. School, is a, school is a capitalist organization because it's... it's uh, Senator, school isn't capitalist. It is very much so. Some of our best, some of our best capitalists were were formed in schools. And you don't go that, to that, a socialist school and I become was, a capitalist. Which makes it. That's what you see. And the collective determination of you, anti-socialists, to burn the bridges with cost. It just makes the thing more silly and more venal. But uh, let me let me let me press on here, Senator. Let me press on because let me ask. So so I see you propose certain things. So let me, let me lay out one of them here. Your first thing, you propose the banning of Sharia law by hallway monitors and classroom prefects. Is that correct? What, what, what is that about? Well, first of all, we can't have any stonings going on in in school. <laughs> Senator, I can't remember this having been a problem. Oh, oh yes, very much so, very much so. I, uh, Senator, it, they were they were proposing that uh, I uh, last have, Senator, year, I have and they scoured, had to fight against is, Sharia law. It is. I have scoured the news. Up and down the breath of this great state, and I have not seen any incidents of stoning. I don't know if you're talking about well, no, that, them it, playing dodgeball in the gyms. Well, it, but you haven't heard anything because it hasn't quite happened yet. But they have been pushing <laughs> to get this instated. So, so what and, you, you just mentioned dodgeball. <laughs> now take a real close look at dodgeball. What are you doing? You're flinging something at some poor kid lined up against the wall. It's a step from there to the Quran and that's right. And, because and the next killings. thing you know, they're gonna bury them and play dodge dodgeball with with the rock. So what I would say is that you're being fatuous. But you know what? Well, I mean, I do have to lose a few pounds, but uh, that's me, there's no let, reason to cast aspersions again. Let me say insipid. Different word. Uh, no, I, I generally don't use straws. Okay, let me... Okay, so I would say you're being silly, right? Ah. Let's say you're being silly, but... I disagree with that. You're beaten to the punch. No, that's what I'm saying. The reason why I don't think you're being insane is because apparently the representative from District 7 beat you to the punch by proposing that... um. That law. Again, I'm, so, I'm telling you, they have stolen. I thought you were far out there, but apparently, let, let, let me let's see another thing you propose. You propose drug testing kids 
on the meals programs. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, uh, the same reason why we have to drug test anybody who is on the, uh, shall we say, uh, a government payroll. Senator, these children come to school and they're hungry. Right? It is, it is that's shown. because, yeah. Have you ever seen anybody smoke that marijuana? <laughs> what happens? They get hungry. And the problem is, these kids are going out there right before school and smoking it up. And they come in and they eat us out of house and home. I'm reasoning I'm godly. You wonder why they're living on the streets because... Reason I'm godly hungry. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know what? That in a weird way makes sense. So you need need to test these kids and make sure... Because as we all know, marijuana is... A gateway drug to harder things, and pretty soon they're gonna be. I mean, they're coming to school drunk and stoned already. They're, they're probably gonna be. <laughs> that, that's uh, why you want to stop them um, with the anti-sugar law because they're already stoned. Th- absolutely, <laughs> and that's why we got rid of metal spoons, and uh, they're only allowed to use number two pencils. It's fantastic because the number two is softer than the number one. What is the? Uh, that's correct, but uh, see if they use pens. They could uh, use those. Senator, why does it seem? I don't know anything. I I just read about this. You see the peanuts? (laughs) (laughs) You see me modeling the school along the lines of a penal system? No. (laughs) I don't know where you're going with this. And maybe we'll see the fruit of this down the road. But I just want to make that point. Did you just say penis system? No, I said a penal system. Penal. Now. Isn't that the same thing? I just want to say. No, it is not the same thing, Senator Christian. Oh, but let me just, I, just I may say, have to withdraw some of my legislation. Yes, yes, please do. <laughs> please withdraw all of it. The thing is, though, oh, can't you, you were beaten to the punch again by the representative from District 8, Marjorie Wilson. She proposed oh, that idea before. She's a nice woman. Yes, but she, she, you know, she's stealing a thunder. Okay, uh, another idea you propose that pregnant girls should be expelled because they set a bad example for the other kids. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Senator, now come on. All little girls want to have babies. You see one baby, one girl with a... With a uh, with a baby about to have a baby, all the other little Senator girls Christian, want to as well. As a man of God, how you, how do you justify? It's in the Bible. <laughs> you justify. So okay, so let, let's go down this road. So you, you, this child pregnant, right? You expel her from school. Now That's right. me as a pregnant girl knowing this, right? What is to stop me? from going and have an abortion because I don't want to get kicked out of school. Oh, no, no, so no, it no. seems that in a roundabout way no, you're no, no, encouraging no, these children gonna... to have abortions. Well, that of course is also ungodly and so we will actually have people set up in the abortion clinic and to prevent them from having an abortion because we can't have that. So They're a... too young to make this decision. You're a small government Republican. Absolutely. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Now, it seems to me one you're reaching the hand of government into these children's lives. So that's no, like anti, no, no, that's no. anti-freedom. And secondly, it's big government. No, no, no. It's small right? government, but we just have to protect them from themselves. But not yes, like... Yes, Senator. This is... Listen, and this is... As a small government man, fiscally responsible Republican... That's correct, man, yes. Listen, what are you saying is that you want to put people to monitor all the clinics... In right. Texas. No, Senator, no, 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 no,
and go into some heathenous state and then, you know, killing a child and then coming back in. Yeah, no, can't have that. So, yeah, we would uh, force all of the other states to put people in to monitor our children. Sounds like a federal mandate that you're going to have. No, to no, no. It's, it's a state mandate. Yeah. This is Texas. We got guns. <laughs> we got more guns than they do. Plus, they like us. So, you know what? I'm going to see you joking. And it, it, no, it's see. sort of like it's sort of like this. I, I heard this once, and I wish I knew who said it. But it's, it's you know we should probably tax all foreigners living abroad. That makes perfect sense to me. Of course, of course, all American foreign foreigners should repatriate their tax back to the U.S. Is what you're saying? Uh, any any non-Americans, yeah. No, you said it. Foreigners living abroad. <laughs> Are you saying that everybody? In the world, this technically is saying should be subjected to tax. Yeah, to pay taxes to Texas. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah. That is all I, 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 I think. Know. I think it's doable. I mean, because it probably Texas, is doable. Texas invaded Iraq. It's probably do. Yes. You didn't. You didn't. Purely as a humanitarian gesture, of course. Yes. You did kill all those people for their own good to save. Yeah, them, absolutely. To absolutely. save their souls. And, now, and we blessed them before we killed them. Of so. course. Santa, I am gonna because you're moving on from local school board politics here. And you're moving on onto some policies of a global nature, which right now, apart from the fact is sending chills down my spine, you don't have time for that. But I just want to say that abortion clinic law is already beaten to it. Somebody else had proposed that law. So Yeah, but not quite the same way I had of it. Of course, of course. I think it was even more um, delusional and... Fiscally responsible than your proposal. Oh, I wouldn't but, say that, but uh, yeah, you, you're but, sure. But, you know, you're you're absolutely. Right. It was more delusional than my plan. Yes, yes, absolutely. But, but you, <laughs> mine's doable. Yours is doable. Mine's workable. Yours do. But you have a new idea, and that's what it came in the show yeah. for. You want to get some feedback. This is this new idea. That's right. Yes. And you want to get a jump on <clears> the. Um, I don't think any of your colleagues listen to this progressive, um, mostly progressive podcast. So. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure not. I'm sure I'm sure that your your listeners will probably very much like uh, this idea. It's probably right up their alley. Yeah, let's run it out, Texas. Run it out. All right, well, I heard about this great camp, and it's a... I propose... It, okay, we've, we're getting the pregnant girls out, right? Yeah. Well, we need to get the homosexuals out as well. All the homosexual boys? Out of school. Out of school. Yeah, we can't have them uh, dirtying up the classroom and all that. Senator, uh, that, Senator what, what is irrational? First thing, that song's dangerous. Well, they're going to they're gonna be putting out the wrong vibe to our children. Senator, like, we need to keep procreating, just like the Bible says. So so you don't, you don't have anything against the gays, please just No, 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 not at all. Uh, I just... We just can't have them mixing with the right. with the regular kids. Because they might be leading the regular boys astray. That's right. And that kind of stuff. So, That's right. So you want the wrong ideas. And, and you want to coax them out. You want to get them out of the closet. Yeah. Uh, and I, I propose um, there's this really cool camp I've heard about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it basically... Uh, camp uh, has a name? Uh, yeah, it does. It's, it's called um, Reclaim, Adjust, Privatize Education. Is what it's called, and what it does is it gets the gay out. The acronym. I feel like the acronym of that kind of sounds like rape. Uh, I don't that, know. I, I don't. Think I'm just so. gonna say that the acronym is rape, but that's not okay. So that's it's reclaim. I think address, it'd be rape, wouldn't it? Privatize education. Hmm? 
Well, is that what it is? Well, that's, that's, that's the so name of that. That's is the name that of the camp. With this? And, oh, and it sounds no, ready. No, seriously, privatize education. Does this? I mean, I think that's a good idea, but I don't think it's workable at this time. I propose we do that. I mean, that's going to be in the, that, one of the that bills. That probably should yeah. be an extra proposal yeah. to privatize education. Huh? Yeah. yeah okay. I just haven't had time because I've been trying to get, you know, trying to get all this other stuff uh, yeah, more yes, important. Cause, Pressing yeah. stuff. Sure, education you're, working you're, you're great right now. You sure you're all in school. So that's what you want to do. You want to get these boys in this, in this that's camp. That's right. And we, and we send them to this camp. And, and they, they want to get the gay out of there. And they, yeah, they, they get the gay out. Now, do I'm, you have any method by which you propose to find all the gay boys in schools? Though? Like, do you have any suggestions? How you well, it, it's, you know, we're just going to go out and have to test them. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, you know, monitor them closely and test them. Basically, uh, you can you can do that by seeing which boys are playing with the dolls. You know, the ones that, that are fighting, they're, they're probably okay. Okay, yeah. The good, yeah. But the ones playing with the dolls and, I mean, you know, who dress nice. Maybe you lure them back to your office and... No, just as a pretend. Well, yeah. Well, I, you, you try to... You caress... Like, if you, you, well, you, you bring you, a boy into your office... You, you, have to, you have to interview him, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. You, get, you squeeze his thighs. Well... Like I know, just to see how he responds. And if he responds... Well, who have you been talking to? Senator, I, I assure you, I do. I have not looked into your research methods. Okay, well, because into, I am sorry if I infringe on your I, copyright. I, I, I understand that you understand that I, this is a this is a pilot highly, program. Highly so, classified. Uh, I am I sorry if I stumble onto your methods. I don't have the money methods. to hire people to do this. That's, that's, yeah, so I have taken it upon myself Senator, to to do these I am tests. And this interview on that note. And these are, are these are psychologically valid. You uh, are a prince tests. among men. I oh, love thank you very much. Can you wheel the world upon your shoulder? Senator, okay. it was the dubious You pleasure. know, this is the second time that boy just can't park my damn car. Folks, it was a pleasure having you on the iRamblings podcast this week. And from Senator Christian. Oh, thank you very much. Um, whom I hope never to have back again in myself. Oh, uh, I believe uh, have uh, a good we day. have uh, another one next I month. Do. If you enjoy Injudicious Ramblings, leave a review at iTunes or send us an email at injudiciousramblings at gmail.com or at injudiciousramblings.blogspot.com. The theme was written and recorded by Oscar Lawrence.